Hello, 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 and welcome to All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and everything pop culture. I am your host, Jacob Maracle. And I'm Michelle Snyder. And if you found that opening upsetting, then you are going to have a lot of fun on our episode today because we are talking about <laughs> what ifs in movie history. <laughs> Jacob, that was great. That was beautiful. It only took seven takes, but we eventually got it. (laughs) That was adorable. It wasn't it, though. I I could see why we call you the host. That's more complicated than you would (laughs) think. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, we just hopped right into it because we, I think everybody loves Hollywood crazy what if casting that you're like, this person could have been in this movie. And you're like, um, no, they couldn't. Yeah, they technically could have, but. Would they really have been in it? It's a really interesting, I feel like this could be a study of how attached we are to characters in movies where our brains are like, absolutely not. I don't even like to think about that it could have been someone else. But like, that's a million movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's it, it literally hurts your brain when you think about some of like the big, well, you're going to hear about them today and you're just going to be like, oh, you're going to cringe away thinking about other people in these roles. Yeah, that is true. You barely ever hear them and think oh that would have been awesome yeah very rarely oh and but you don't know it could have been great it could have been or casting directors are very very good at their job which i think is definitely a thing yeah i mean aside from like you know your christian slater moms you know that's how he became a movie star in case you were not aware oh is it yeah his mom's one of the most famous casting directors in hollywood and she was like hey what about my son yeah, but he's great in true romance. No, I mean, true, Christian we're, Slater's we're, fine. We're glad to have had we're, him. We're not here to rag on Slater this week. That, that'll that'll <laughs> come eventually. Okay, yeah, let's just hop right into it. There's a million bajillion, so I tried to narrow it down. Who knows? We might have the same ones. Oh, I'm sure we do. I mean... There's so many. I mean, yeah, guys, this is a situation where, like we said, there's just movies and roles that you just attach to people. For and sure. then when you hear what the original plan was, you're like, what? was even on your mind. Some of these also are, I think, stars that auditioned for it. And so maybe they weren't going to get it. They just thought they were. But well, let's get right into it. So the first one that I'm like, no, is Matthew McConaughey in Titanic. Oh, 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 no. He was almost king of the world. No. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Let's get on this boat. It does not (laughs) seem correct. But yeah, so he in an interview said that he auditioned and when he left, he felt that he definitely had the role that it went really really well the casting directors people really liked him but it was james cameron who liked leo better well, i wonder why i mean <laughs> and look what that did that just i think leo was becoming huge anyway because he had already had films we already saw his talent yeah starting really young but this kind of threw him into the stratosphere and then i'm going to say the other titanic casting that almost happened was claire danes as rose dawson See, now that's better. That's almost as good. Kate Winslet is a better actor than Kate Winslet is, Claire Danes. But it's hard for me to even imagine. But yeah, so Claire oh. Danes said in an interview that they really liked her for the role. They wanted it, but she had just done Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. with Leo. Um, oh. And that they had also done that in Mexico City. And then they wanted to shoot Titanic, you know, away from home as well. And she felt like she just didn't have it in her. That's understandable. Like she wasn't ready for something about that. Um, oh, but man. also well, I had do, heard. What are you doing on the front of this boat, Rose? Get, get off of there. You're going <laughs> to fall. You're going to fall. Come on down from there. 
<laughs> you love Matthew McConaughey. Terrible, dude. It's terrible that movie would have been. But um, I also remember reading things that during Romeo and Juliet, Claire Danes was not like a hundo percent into Leo. So she was probably like, I'm not doing another movie well, with this guy. To but. say Leo had not the world's greatest reputation in 1996 is an understatement, I think. I know, but I love that about him. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, so that's an interesting one. All right, let's keep it going. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so here, uh, here's one that I cr- literally cringed at thinking <laughs> about it. Not because I love the movie, but because, oh, what a terrible thing. Ben Affleck would take over the role. I love role. that you say Affleck, like yeah. the, the well, insurance company. It's meant to it's insult. Affleck. It's meant to insult him a little bit, so it's all <laughs> totally intentional. Although he was pretty good in The Last Duel. I'll give him that. I'll give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to have the Paul Rudd role in Clueless. Oh, I know. And oh, this is like Kevin Smith era Ben Affleck in this. And, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess so. I don't know that he would have been terrible... I think he there could is, have been good for it. There is a certain slime ball quality to Ben Affleck that I feel like he cannot shake ever just by who he is. It's hard to compare any human male to Paul Rudd. I mean, it is. He's it the is. cutest thing that ever was. And Paul Rudd's just the greatest, man. And it's 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 scary to think that there's a possibility that if he doesn't get this role, we don't get Paul Rudd going forward, period. I mean, he was in movies up to that point. I mean, he, But, you know, his big role before that was, what, Halloween 6? Yeah, that's, that's scary to think of. That's not a where you want to be. I don't want to live in. Um, but yeah, him as the and man, that whole like quote unquote incest storyline that's going on. It's not even remotely an incest. Story. No, but it it makes you it makes your eyebrow go up a little bit the first time you see the movie before you start doing the math. If on anyone it. doesn't know, it's he's her ex stepbrother, and he was the dad was married to that wife for like a year. It was like something very well. He's minuscule. also he's also twenty years old dating a fifteen year old, but. We digress. She's not 15. She, she has like her a, license, like a, so she's 16. Oh, well, I'm sorry. It's yeah. <laughs> still still illegal, everybody. Still illegal. I think um, he's 19, but anyway, go but yeah, on. Yeah, Ben Affleck taking over the uh, Paul Rudd role, I don't like it, but it could have happened. We're so giving how, a thumbs down to that one? It's a big thumbs down. Okay. <laughs> um, here's one. This is probably the worst. I almost, I needed a minute after learning this to even absorb what I was reading. Okay. I like, I like where this is going. Nicholas Cage. Well, I, I, you know what? You're gonna have to go hard because I'm just about to say yes when I hear Nicholas Cage as Aragorn in the Lord of the Rings. The the, the Vigo role. Yes. Oh boy. Dude. <laughs> like, you know, I thought picking Stuart Townsend was a terrible choice, but oh boy, but Nicholas Cage. I guess Nicholas Cage straight up turned the role down. So he was offered the role. He turned it down because the commitment that was involved. He was like, oh, it's going to be so much of my, ty- of my life. I'd have to be away from home for like three years. So he wasn't into it. But had he been... He wouldn't be doing Wally's Wonderland or whatever he's doing nowadays, that's for Vigo sure. Vigo was the best Aragorn ever. I mean, Nicolas Cage has says, though, he doesn't regret it because he enjoys the movies so much as a fan that he's like, I'm okay because with me in it, it would be weirder. It would be You're weird. You're not as big a fan of something. It's so. a straight-up Nicolas Cage movie at that point, and I wonder if he's going to... 
you know, re- he would have had his reserve. Con Air look. Yeah, oh, the long, the <laughs> yes. long hair. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> oh man, Frodo, we got it. We don't have to go <laughs> down thing to Mordor. <laughs> I think your Nick Cage and your Matthew McConaughey are are cousins. There, there's there. a there's a purple circle right there of the Venn diagram <laughs> with my Nicholas Cage. Oh my God. Oh, I love these. You know that goes hand in hand. I'm gonna bring him up again later in this thing, but Sean Connery was also supposed to be in Lord of the Rings and turned down a role. Oh, yeah, he said he straight up didn't understand anything that he was reading. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, was going to be Gandalf and said, no, thank you. I don't think it's going to be good. I am going to go do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen instead. It's not for us to decide. (laughs) I'm not playing a wizard. I had to edit myself in the middle of making my joke. (laughs) I'm I'm not playing a wizard in this movie, especially not some gray one. He he dies in the second act? I don't think so. (laughs) Out of respect for Sean Connery, I'm not doing the Scottish accent. I'm sure he he appreciates that. I just can't imagine Sean Connery in that role. I don't think... I think Ian McKellen's a better actor than Sean Connery, and I don't think Connery ever really emoted well. Yeah, no, it worked out the way that it was supposed to he work could, out for he, sure. He could play angry. I don't really know too many, like, nice Sean Connery. Like, you never remember hugging anybody. You ever hug a child? I don't remember him ever chugging children in movies. I don't know. That wasn't his role. I he was know, sexy, though. Something to think about. All right. Anyway, how about this random one? Um, Tom Hanks' schedule prevented him from playing the lead mm-hmm. in Jerry Maguire. Ooh. The role that went famously to Tom Cruise. Hmm. Can you imagine? I can see Tom Hanks yelling, show me the money. I could see it, but that's a different movie. I it's a completely like. different movie, and what's wild about it is that Cameron Crowe wrote the script with Hanks in mind for the lead role. Really? Yes. That does not come across in the writing at all. It feels like a Tom Cruise role. I mean, watching. or Tom Cruise just really owned the role, and the reason Tom Hanks couldn't do it is because he was directing his first film, the, the That Thing You Do. Oh, so well. he was just busy, and then it went to Tom Cruise. You know what? I like that. They thing. just were like, "We're getting a, we're getting a Tom. That's I, all we care about." I actually like that thing you do more than I like Jerry Maguire. So I'm actually happy that they okay. that he went that way. Well, look at that. In the middle of the interview, like he was, at, um, Cameron Crowe was asking Tom Hanks a question, and he was just like, "Didn't I know your name?" It just would go over and over again. That's God. That I, was, was that I, your, that's was, a Jerry Maguire joke because that song plays about <laughs> twenty times in that terrible movie. I don't even remember. It's not a terrible movie. It's not. It's a, ter- a fine movie. It's a fine movie. Best Picture nominee. Okay, I guess it's they. Got, you know they do that. They love throwing them at those like happy feel good movies. They cannot help themselves. Any any movie that has Jerry O'Connell in it, I automatically are like, you probably shouldn't be up for Best Picture. Yeah, the star the, of Tomcats should not be getting yeah. a free a free ticket to the Academy Awards. Let well, me tell the you. next movie that I'm going to mention is is absolutely one of those feel good ones. But what do you really? got? I'm okay, so fun. So talk about a big time changing the landscape of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald was the first choice for Pretty Woman over Julia Roberts. Wow. So no. you would have had teenage queen Molly Ringwald. That would have in. been huge for Molly Ringwald. I mean, that movie created Julia Roberts' whole career. It did, indeed. And, like, God, can you imagine? Like, Molly Ringwald was, let's be honest, she was on the way down at that point, like, in Hollywood. And that could either have resurrected and made her a huge deal, because she's not a bad actress. Would have been good to break out of her thing. But what if I feel like because they changed the script so drastically when Julia got the role because mm-hmm. it was supposed to end, you know, very dark where he throws money at her as a prostitute and drives away and it is not a happy ending. What if they would have kept that for the Molly Ringwald movie 
I mean, Pretty Woman is such a huge part of our history. It would be a totally different film. And I really do not think it would have been anywhere near as much of a hit like with no, Molly No, because we wanted it to be like a lighter, cuter one. It's funny. Maybe the movie, I don't even think the movie's better with that original ending. It's darker. I probably would have enjoyed that ending a little more. But like, It's more realistic, but I don't want it to be realistic. Also, I also don't think that there are, you know, hard living street walkers that look like Julia Roberts. No, 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 no. It's the same problem so, that the, whatever. That's the same problem that the Deuce had with uh, its lead, the blonde girl who was like the lead. Uh, oh, yeah, thing. yeah, it's yeah. It's like, mm, I don't think that girl's working in New York streets. I mean, I think point. they definitely tried to put that like Julia Roberts was brand new at it. So yeah. like she wasn't beat down yet, but I know that her friend was supposed to die of like a heroin overdose in the film too or something like just crazy. You know what? I tell you what, mm-hmm. that ending, original ending kind of makes that Richard Gere casting make a little more sense because I could see Richard Gere pull that off. He's got that like He's got that kind quality. of scumbag. Yeah, <laughs> I could absolutely. definitely see him just throwing money at Julia Roberts and like yeah. riding, driving down the street. But I'm okay with the way it went. Definitely. Um, How about this one? This one I think could be a maybe. This could have worked. Okay. Emma Watson. Okay. Not Emma Stone. In La La Land. Yeah. You know what? I think that would have worked pretty well. I don't think I've ever seen Emma Watson sing and dance, so I don't know if she can. You have Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's right. And that is why she couldn't do La La Land because she had a commitment to Beauty and the Beast at mm. the time and she couldn't um, do both of it because of a conflict. Well, monetary monetary wise, she made the right choice. Made a lot more money off Beauty and the Beast. That was like the second highest grossing movie of the year that year. Yeah, that's true. I do love La La Land though. And that's what I'm saying. We were just talking about these like light movies that Hollywood loves, but I can't. I can't lie. I loved La La Land. <laughs> I like. I well, I like. I like the idea that the uh, the casting director walked in with the direct to the director was like, okay, we got Emma Watson all signed up, and then somebody walked in. Actually, we got to go with Emma Stone. That's the one we're going with. Like, we're going with Emma Stone. Sorry. Again, another movie. They were like, we just want an Emma. Yeah, just give us. We just want a Tom or an Emma. So American, British, it doesn't matter. Get her out there. We're gonna make her blonde either way. We're gonna. My, I can't wait to get to my next one. My next one is the best one on my list. So go ahead. Don't be looking. I'm I'm gonna. I see you looking. Don't do it. You're gonna stop me. I'm gonna do some peeking here. All right. So, how about this one? And this one, I actually don't think would work at all. And I like that the fact that the actor turned it down because it just doesn't fit. Okay. Jack Nicholson as Michael Corleone in The Godfather. He seems like he would be more of a sonny in that series. Yeah, but that's because we think of Jack Nicholson that way now. He's still a very versatile actor. But, and this is young Jack Nicholson? Yeah, this is 1960, like, I'm thinking of his, like, Chinatown look. I don't know. Yeah, that's about the same era. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I like the way that Pacino plays it Pacino more. Pacino is softer looking at that and age. And smaller, which yeah. I think helps. I also think that, like, is Jack Nicholson Italian? I feel like that matters. I mean, I know Oh, they don't James care Conn about that in Hollywood. Come on. They've got white women playing Asian men at some point in Hollywood. Like, well, at, at, at this time, too. But winning yeah. Academy Awards. Oh, we've mentioned yeah. that before. Like, yikes, guys. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like he was more... He would have worked better as Sonny. I feel like he definitely could have done that. He could have done Sonny. Sure. N- not Fredo. He, he's not. John Cazaley, I think, was good for that one. But, yeah. like, him as Michael, I don't know... I just don't know about it. There's just something about that I don't like. Well, if they're if they're iconic films, it's really hard to like make your brain see it a different way. Yeah, again, they need to study that. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, and then another quick one, just a quick hitter, because this would be end up with a better husband, possibly. Gwen Stefani taking over the Angelina Jolie role in <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That one is very random. It is but random. it I might see. not have destroyed a marriage. <laughs> well, well <laughs> or it would have made an even better one, because then we got the, uh, the Brad Pitt, Gwen Stefani era. What would you even call that? Well, I don't like to think that Brad Pitt Glad. would have Glad. just hooked up with anyone. I like to think he just fell for Angelina. Yeah, that's true. You, you know, in hindsight, you made the wrong decision. On but that maybe one, he but was just unhappy and looking to hook up with anyone. Who can true. know? I mean, you were friends with him back in the day, so you could tell us what. Uh, <laughs> no, I Brad was friends Jen. with Jennifer. Oh, that's right. Get it straight, man. <laughs> You're like, uh, Brad's not going to wear deodorant. I don't really need to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just, oh no, I think it's trash. I don't but it's think interesting. Gwen's not a good enough actress. I feel like for that role. So, all right, are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Let's I'm bringing do it. Al Pacino back up, and oh. we're probably thinking, hey, man, Al Pacino, very talented. He can do it all. He can do it all. But he turned down a role. It was his. He turned it down. Are you ready for it? Oh, because let's... it is Han Solo in Star Wars. Uh. Um. Yeah, and it was he said that it was his for the taking, but he did not understand the script. <laughs> I let's come up a couple times on this. What about Star Wars is so like impossible? To... I don't know. Some people that just aren't into sci-fi at all. I think you're just like I do not have time for this. He also turned down roles in Apocalypse Now, um, the Marlon Brando role, and then he turned down the Richard Gere role in Pretty Woman. Wow. Yeah. I, mm. Han Solo, that is, that one is, that's, that is bonkers. I mean, I kind of think it might. She's like, I love you. I know! <laughs> <laughs> Just screaming in her face. That, you know, that wouldn't even have happened because that was, that was an improv. Don't put me in a carbonara. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that one is unimaginable. Going forward, it would have been great, especially when you get him to like The Force Awakens and stuff. He pops up in that one randomly, getting murdered by- My son! I love your son! Getting murdered by Adam Driver. I I could deal with that, actually. (laughs) Spoiler alert for a 10-year-old movie now, everybody. Is it really 10 years? I don't think so. I think it almost is. Like, I don't know, man. I don't want to look that up. I don't need that kind of time, that kind of time dilation to <laughs> pop up in my head. I understand. That one's wild. What else you got? All right. We're going to go double on this movie Ooh, because double. they did not want them in either. We got our man Connery again showing up on our list for the second time Jeez, today. What he turning down, down two roles in the same series. Okay. He was originally offered the role of Morpheus. In the Matrix. Oh, I know. He straight up said he did not understand that one bit. Oh, and that's surprising. Understandable. They asked him twice because they also wanted him to play the architect in The Matrix Reloaded. And both times he was like, I don't know what this movie is about. Get out of my house. I still don't know what the architect role was in The Matrix, so I get it, Sean. (laughs) Just going back, it's like, what are you even doing? I remember being in the theater and you could audibly hear the crowd's brains like, confused when that shows up yes wait what do you mean it's been happened seven times there's been seven <laughs> keanu reeves's how did they all happen what year is it what's going on why did this it didn't make any sense it doesn't make sense 25 like 20 years later it doesn't, it doesn't i feel like sense. i've studied it and i'm like i'll never understand I watch that new movie too and it, it makes more sense than parts of that one but, yeah but also that wasn't the only casting that they had hmm. they also wanted will smith to play neo in that movie they really wanted that too which i understand why they wanted him i also think they got really lucky that he totally different movie totally different we're adding a humor it becomes independence day it's I, not the same thing feel like it doesn't work i feel like him and carrie ann moss wouldn't 
really hit it off. I just maybe don't. then they wouldn't have had Carrie and Moss, you know, because then they play them against each other. They might have picked someone else. Well, they picked Jada Pinkett. Bring her in there. That and was, she was in the films. Mm-hmm, so. In the second one. Yeah. But, Interesting. Uh, Will Smith and Neo. I mm, I just don't like it. We man. say no. Yeah. We, we boo. We're going to boo that one. A boo. <laughs> a boo. Okay. Here's a couple. Both it, of these totally wild. Get ready to have your mind blown, everybody. Oh, it's been blowing. How about they wanted Mr. Matthew Broderick <laughs> for Walter White in Breaking Bad? Oh, oh, you talk about not being up to a role. They definitely got like, oh, oh, oh. I'm, like, I could feel myself throwing up. Yes, a they liked that. him for it, though. So they sent <sighs> him the script. Um, but when they actually met um, Brian Cranston, they were like, oh, never mind. Like, this is obviously the dude. You know who else they kicked the tires on for that? Hmm. John Cusack. Which works, For Walter White? Mm-hmm. Works better than Broderick. It's better, it but the energy work. is so like manic and mm-hmm. fluttery, you know? Like every these people have such specific styles. And I like Brian Cranston because he was great, but he didn't bring into it at that point like a specific style that we really knew of. He, he was, was doing he, comedy. He was the Malcolm in the Middle dad. That's yes. what we knew him as. Yeah, so to see him do something serious, that's really well cast. And here's this one. This one, I'm sorry, that makes me want to get up and leave the room. <laughs> Ew. Um, this is something James Cameron revealed this. This is like a little nugget of history that when he was doing the good old Terminator there, mm-hmm. they wanted the like uh, producers, O.J. Simpson as the Terminator. You, you want to talk about both changing Hollywood history and missing out on the perfect actor for your role. <laughs> if, if, if everything else plays out the same. Stop it. Just <laughs> no. He says that they like producers came to him and they're like, they're like, Jim, are you sitting down? They're like, we want O.J. Simpson for the Terminator. And he was like that James Cameron looked over at like um, his other producer who's on his side. And they were like, are you effing kidding me? Like, how do we get out of this? Like, we hate this idea. But here's the best part. Cameron was turned off by O.J. Simpson's pleasant persona. I'm sorry. I mean, that is rough to I hear. I need that. a minute. But... <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, they weren't wrong because, like, you think about OJ was doing what naked gun movies at the time. So sure, so I remember him just showing up in that movie. I just that's wild, everybody. It's wild. <laughs> it's weird to say, but I just cannot imagine being intimidated by 1980s OJ. He's just I mean, the they would have made him buff, but they couldn't have made him as buff as Arnold because Arnold no. is a bodybuilder. Yeah, we got this uh, huge Austrian who's been winning the Mr. Universe. I just watched Pumping Iron again the other day. Of course you Random, did, Jacob. It's a background. sensible thing to do. Um, but like, we got this huge Austrian right here that could be perfect for this role, but that's like, but we're going to go with the guy from the Buffalo Bills who is hopping over luggage in um, Hertz commercials. I don't know, man. Time. Maybe we'll see Josh Allen in some movies in the future. Oh, hopefully. He's cute as a button. Yeah, who Him and that, like is it not? Ah! <laughs> I just thought of the number 13 and I got upset again. What? You did? I randomly start screaming for the past week and it's going to oh continue gosh, happening for Jacob, the rest of my life. Oh my gosh, it's okay. You got to let it go. Think of something more terrible like who could have gotten a role. Let me know. Uh, Give me someone. Okay. How about Madonna in Batman Returns? As Catwoman instead of Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, it's because I'm thinking of current Madonna. I need to think of Madonna back then. Madonna's a terrible actress at all times. Yeah, but I loved her in Dick Tracy. I mean, she was fine in Dick Tracy. She plays hot. Um, not impossible. Not impossible. Not impossible. Michelle Pfeiffer, a way better actor than uh, Madonna. Yes. It's closer than you think because Madonna's not the worst actress in the world. 
but Michelle Pfeiffer is loads ahead of her. And I don't, I just yes. don't see Madonna pulling the role off. And she, but what would she do before that? She had like Shanghai Surprise, and she had that movie with Willem Dafoe, and yeah, Suddenly no, Seeking I mean, Susan. I mean, she I had loved, some stuff. I love Suddenly Seeking Susan. I, I loved that movie. I as surprisingly a kid. do. Who's that girl? That was another one that would have yeah. been out that time. Oh, who's that girl? So yeah, so I'm giving that not a thumbs up, not a thumbs down. This is a this is a middle, middle of the road here. Middle, still like it better the way it went though. I don't like Batman Returns. It's probably my second least favorite of the Batman. Well, third because I forgot. BVS there for there a second. There he goes. You don't need to rank them. It's okay. Well, we could. Well, okay, let's go with the Batman movies, everybody. So no, we're going to start We're definitely here. not doing that at all. But what we are going to do is blow your mind right now. Oh, we're doing it again? All right, let's <laughs> do Oh, yeah, it. we're going to talk about a nice, sunny, light film that we all love, but that apparently had a big horror vibe to it originally. Mm-hmm. And that movie is big because they wanted Robert De Niro for the Tom Hanks role. <laughs> See, huh? what would you, see, now that would make sense. You could do that now with comedy De Niro. But back then, it's like, what are you thinking? But it was supposed to be a darker film. So they I, actually they cast Robert De Niro in Big, but then it fell apart because, of course, of a scheduling um, of conflict. Course, of course. Totally I, different movie. Very, very darker. But that's what they said. That is what was in the brain of the writer at the time. Like, they were thinking of a weirdly darker movie. And it turned into one of the most family-friendly movies ever. Minus, you know, some questionable content in there. But We don't the worry 80s. about that. We it's the 80s. We don't we're fine. think about that. We're Every, fine with that. Everything was fine in the I'm 80s. comfortable with that. He was an adult man. <laughs> it was fine. He, yeah, he, he was, was he technically. Was an, his body was an adult man. If technically. You if you don't know what we're talking about, go back I've and watch I've been also Big. with a lot of men that had adult men's bodies and children's brains, so it's fine. <laughs> That's pretty much the the lot of you. And vice versa, I've, so I've heard allegedly. But we're not going to get into that at the moment. We're going to talk about more. Means, so okay. you, knew, you know I got you know to bring up the um, MCU here, Michelle, because with the new Multiverse of Madness coming out, these all might come to be true anyways. You don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's okay. No, I'm going to try to feign that I'm interested, though. There was a bunch of actors who were originally considered for roles in the MCU that they did not get. And okay. this is more than the Edward Norton getting replaced by, uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk. Because they yeah. just did that because nobody likes Edward Norton at all. Uh, so check these ones out. Glenn Howerton, good old Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I love him. He was set up to be Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. That works. That does work. And then at the last minute, they're like, eh, we'll go with Chris Pratt instead. That that works. Interesting. Okay. I would actually kind of like that, especially now. Considering yeah, now they no one likes Chris are. Pratt. Yeah, now they can't even put Chris Pratt on a set because he doesn't want to wear a mask or take the vaccine. That's why he's doing... uh. Um, all voice work. That's why he's playing Super Mario because they can't hire him for movies, allegedly. Whatever. I don't even care yeah. about that at all. Jerk. Uh, you're gonna like this one. How about John Krasinski was the one B choice for Captain America? If I they obviously get know Chris this Evans. because I love John Krasinski, but I'm glad that also didn't happen because he's writing interesting things and directing well, and it's like you become this Marvel person, and then that's all that you do, and you lose that talent of doing anything else. How upset are you gonna be when he's is signed on to play Mr. Fantastic and Fantastic Four. would be very upset. It's happening. It's going to happen. Tom Hiddleston also auditioned. Before he got Loki, he auditioned to play Thor. And boy, what a fun screen test that is. They Mm. have that footage of that where he's trying to play Thor, and it's like... That doesn't work. No. It's like, no, no, no. You're like, I don't know, 
70 pounds too light to play this role. I did hear that Chris Hemsworth's brother Liam mm-hmm. auditioned for Liam Thor. Hemsworth, which again, too small. Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, who got all the charisma in that family? Am I right? Like, jeez Louise. Here's the big one. Okay. And it's allegedly going to be, we're going to see this very soon. Okay. Tom Cruise as Tony Stark in Iron Man. That's who they wanted because they said they needed the biggest personality they could find. I don't know. And Tom Cruise, they could. The problem was they couldn't afford him. Too expensive on the for the budget that they had set and up. And he'd Iron be Man. like, "Put me in a metal suit and throw me off a building." They're like, "Tom, we, we it was CGI." Well, it's like, no, no, I don't need to fly. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run everywhere in this movie. <laughs> there would have been so much more running in the MCU. If you believe uh, casting rumors, uh, he's gonna appear in the new Doctor Strange movie as like a Tony Stark from another universe. I don't got to ex- I don't have time to explain how that could be possible or why that is explained in the in yeah, the I series. I also don't need that. I know Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix was another choice for Doctor Strange. Uh he could I not- watched 10 minutes of that movie and I was like so stupid. You got to you got to keep going. You got to no, keep watching. I, I don't. Michelle, you need to keep watching my movie about being a doctor yeah, who does no, magic. I'm good. Wait till my hands <laughs> get destroyed and then it'll be good. Okay. Can are you done? Uh yeah. Yeah, on, I'm not no gonna. More. I'm not gonna go with any more. There's more. There's a million of them. You're, you would hate them all, but that's fine. I do. I, I don't care I, about I, any I, of them. Tom Cruise's Tony Stark doesn't work. I don't think he does 15 movies or whatever either. I so. will trust that it doesn't work. No, Tom Cruise definitely would have gotten bored of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's got more important things to do. <laughs> um, okay, here's a couple super randos. Um, since we're in the world of Scientology, here, how about John Travolta? Ew, as Forrest Gump. <laughs> Oh boy, no! He turned it down. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh man, could you? Um, Can oh. that even be real? I need to fact check that better because I, that is so incorrect to me. Oh my God, I want to see that haircut. Like, give to, put that haircut on John Travolta's body in that movie. He's gonna look <laughs> like in that film, The Fanatic. Oh, that's what he looks. We could like do a whole. Oh man, have you seen that movie? I, I'm sorry, I peeked there, everybody. But. Oh my God, the fanatic! I, have you seen that movie yet? The I Fred, haven't. The I've Fred seen, Durst movie. I've seen <laughs> trailers. I should watch it so that we can talk about it so one day. Bad. I know. <laughs> How about um, Bette Midler? They wanted for sister act for the Whoopi Goldberg role. You know what? That works. I, I uh, think it does work. Yeah. She did get cast. She turned it down, and she said it's actually one of her biggest regrets. She was asked about career mistakes, and she said sister act, which was written for her. Mm. The role was written for Bette Midler, which you feel. Yeah, you do a little bit because it's a lot of it's like a song and dance kind of movie. It's not really something Whoopi Goldberg was really known for. No, right? and Whoopi is so great in it. But Bette Midler was like, I felt like my fans didn't want to see me in a wimple, and she's like, I don't even know why where I got that thought from. Like, yeah. why would I even say such a weird thing? You know what? I I could deal with that one. I'm not, that was probably the one I'm o- the most okay with on this entire list today. Like, Again, that, sometimes when they're written for the person, you're like, yeah, I can I can kind of see that. And since we're running out of time, let me throw this one's kind of random. Um, Kristen Davis, which if you can't think of who that is, that is Carrie Bradshaw's friend Charlotte from Sex in the City. She was about to be a different New York City friend because she was up for the role of Monica in Friends. Mm, yeah, I, I think they made the right choice on that one going with uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they both could work. I feel like if she would have gotten the role, we'd be saying the same thing about Courtney Cox now. Like, oh, I don't think so. Kristen they Davis Kristen is the Davis one. Kristen Davis is in the screen movies, and she's a Kristen Arquette. The whole thing's just swapped out. <laughs> Maybe. And then Courtney Cox is doing sequels to TV shows that nobody watches on networks nobody cares about. I like that um, Kristen Davis kind of thought that she did get the role. Like, she felt 
pretty good about it, but her and Courtney Cox were legitimate friends and they went to the same yoga class and they were there like talking about stuff and Courtney Cox was like, oh, I'm just feeling so good because I just shot um, a pilot and it was obviously friends and Kristen Day was like, Oh, uh, okay. That's, I love. I can't. Cool. I would. That's I would cool. love to be a fly in the room at the call that she made to her agent when she walked out of that yoga class. You're like, what? Are you, you didn't bother yeah. to tell me that <laughs> that got cast with my friend. Uh, <laughs> all right. This was. This was a ton of fun. It is. I mean, th- this is a ton of fun. We should do another episode like this in the future. Yeah, we could dig up a whole bunch of these because there's some situations where they're just this. This is not going to work, guys. It's oh. just not going to happen. So, Jacob, am I supposed to do the close? Um, yeah, I guess you would have to do it. Uh, so you know what? Since these are all the weird uh, casting that could happen, hey, Michelle, why don't you plug us up? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can check out all of these movies at any of our 37 libraries. Um, come on in and be like, hey, show me them all booked up movies. And they'll be like, yeah, right over here. Um, I, you know, I you don't think I don't hear you're doing a Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted impression for me. And you know you what? Like you you, you kind of nailed it. Or follow us on www.buffalolib.org for hours and programs and other nifty stuff like that. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at All Booked Up Pod, where Michelle is supposed to tweet things often, but she tweets <laughs> things not often. <laughs> You know what? And then, that's, and you did fantastic. Let me do a couple <laughs> quick facts here. Uh, Michelle <laughs> is better at doing the facts than I am, so we're gonna we're gonna shoot it over to her for that. Okay, so some of these facts I wanted to do since we're doing the what ifs in movies. Here's some what ifs in history. Did you know that chocolate magnet Milton Hershey had reservations on the Titanic? Oh, but he ended up taking an earlier shift. Good for you, dude. That's kind of like the Ryan Gosling story, where he was supposed to be on one of the planes on 9-11 and then missed, wow. it, missed the flight. I mean, it would be terrible without Ryan Gosling in this world, but without Hershey bars, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a very not, traumatic not a, world. Not a reality I want to live in, that's for sure. This is interesting. So before the Nazis invaded Paris, um, H.A. and Margaret Ray fled on bicycles. They were carrying the manuscript for Curious George. Oh, a we cur- would have no Curious George if they hadn't left. That curious little monkey would have been like lost to history if they didn't uh, they didn't get out of there on their bicycles. Yeah. Ooh, How that- about the fact that Lennon survived being shot twice, which you know set the whole stage for communist rule in Russia. For a second there, I thought you were talking about John Lennon. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Vladimir Vladimir, <laughs> Vladimir Ilyinich Ulyanov. So think about that. Yeah. Well, that I mean that probably would have worked out better. It's. Oh, same thing if they would have worked in any of the 35 times or whatever they tried to kill Rasputin. Probably could have made history go a little better. True. And here's the last one, and this one is most fascinating to me. So we're th- let's go back to 1891 in Germany. What could have happened? Annie Oakley kills Kaiser Wilhelm II, which would mean no world wars. So listen to oh, me okay. here, okay? So it. arguably, World War One happened because Kaiser Wilhelm II of Germany was a gun-loving crazy person who was just itching for a fight and then pretty much World War II happened because World War I happened. Mm-hmm. So, but in 1891, we got 31-year-old little American sharpshooter Annie Oakley, one of the most famous people in the world, and she was touring with Buffalo Bill's Wild West show with her amazing rifle skills and everybody is seeing this so Kaiser Bill here saw her shoot the ash off of a cigarette in her husband's mouth. Mm-hmm. That was like one of her tricks and 
she, he wanted it done to him. And she initially refused, but then she went ahead and said she would do it so long as he held the cigarette in his hand. Um, and it went off fine, but like, had it been in his mouth and had she messed up, it's a much better situation for everybody. I mean, think involved, about probably. it. Maybe no world wars, or maybe, or at least they would have been totally different. That's a crazy thought. But after war broke out in 1914, Annie wrote to the Kaiser asking him if he wanted to try that trick again. <laughs> he did it. It's a smart thing. Not, of course, she could never go to Germany again after that. She's but. like, "Hey, can I do this?" So yeah, that was just fascinating. But yay, this was a fun episode. Ah, uh, history. Thank you so much for joining us, and we. We'll catch you next time. Bye.